Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Fiction, science fiction, horror, fantasy, crime, LGBT, thriller. You have now entered the house of mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino. John Copenhaver and Al Warren. Heard on KCB 106.5 FM Los Angeles. 102.3 FM Riverside. And 105.0 AM Palm Springs. We are back in the House of Mystery. And uh, joining me today, I've got David North Martino, uh, the virgin and <laughs> hey, Al. he's coming Good along nicely. He's coming along nicely. And, uh, and, and today we've got, uh, our guest is, uh, he's, he's kind of a, an, a horror, horror author, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Or who are, um, Ian well, Kadena. Isn't that how well, it <laughs> Kadena, yes. I, well, I'm not a virgin and, uh, I, <laughs> I'm only a horror to my family and my and my my husband. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's that's all that matters. Um, so it, it all started for you when you were um, a kid, right? <laughs> no, I mean, like I, I, I see that. I, I read your bio, and I'm just thinking that. Okay, so now you are. Um, you, you, it kind of said, it says that you were focused on writing, and and giving. Uh, stories that you would play out with your action figures later. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. So, I, so right. Where, where does that, where do you think that comes from? Like, did, is that kind of <sighs> something your parents did or what? Yeah. Uh, no, not that. My mom's an avid reader. So actually my dad is too. Uh, they just read totally different genres. Uh, uh, my mom's and mine kind of fall in the same area. She likes sci-fi and and scary stuff stuff too so uh, my dad you know more like you know you read stuff about golf or you know somebody's <laughs> baseball you know uh, memoir or something <laughs> like that uh so um but just as a kid i would always I, I i couldn't stand it when my friends would like mix their toys like you know they have their masters of the universe toys along with their gi joe toys and their star wars toys and they would you know have them interacting and i'm like like that doesn't make any sense like no i i think i, I think i invented the first crossover as a kid because i said okay like you know all right so like maybe you know the you know skeletor cast this portal spell and he crosses over and okay now they can interact with like your gi joe toys and that kind of stuff because they come into that universe and, you know and my friends are looking at me like what the, the hell are you what's wrong with you you know like i'm crazy uh like you know whatever so um did you I drink never... as a kid or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably sounds like I did. Although you know, I did have a nickname in high school. They used to call me Sid because they were convinced I was on acid, and I've never done drugs. <laughs> just because, yeah. So I would, uh, you know, I had to have a plot or something for my for my action figures and for my toys. You know, so I would always, I would when I was at school, you know, I'd sit there and so I was taking notes. I was writing out, you know, storylines and and plots and script stuff for you know, like my uh, GI Joe toys, and then I'd come home and I act them out and i even heard my brother telling my one of his friends one day like you know yeah he actually like writes this stuff out like you know like i was crazy um <laughs> so so i've always i've always written and uh then of course i ended up getting the dungeons and dragons and you know there's a you know 
there's yeah. all kinds of story stuff you can do with that. And I would be the dungeon master, which, you know, somebody told me sound like really perverted yeah. uh, once. And, <laughs> well, it depends uh, on, on, you know. One of these Facebook group, one of the persons comment like, oh, I thought you were talking about like S&M stuff. And I was yeah, like, oh, no, <laughs> like, no. no, wrong group. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, I okay, would when, go ahead. I look at this right, and I see this. Okay, so you have this great imagination, and you're mm-hmm. focused on this. And, and I did the same thing, sort of, um, not to the extent of you did, because I didn't really care about what other kids did with their toys. <laughs> right? I really didn't. I was sort of, um, but I, I was. Really, well, you're more tolerant than me. And no, actually, no, because I, I think a lot of them didn't like me. I mean, I was, I because <laughs> no, I, I was an autistic kid, and in the '60s, that's like I was a weirdo. Okay. Gotcha. So, so I was quiet, and I hung out with my dogs and and my own toys and whatever. Sure. It didn't, it didn't matter to me, is what I'm saying. But with that imagination you have, and then you go into Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. so you're creating that story. You're creating who the characters are, what they all so I get all that part. But it it also says in your bio that you sort of uh, didn't focus on school. You weren't paying attention to the teacher. You were focusing on your fantasies sort of world. Right. Which yes. is good. I mean, that's great. That's creativity. But when you start writing as an adult a little later in life, um, didn't you feel like you missed a lot of the grammar or structure or some of the education that you thought you needed? And I ask <laughs> that only because I feel this way. Like I've gone back and learned things myself because I didn't get what I should have. And I don't blame that on teachers. I'm blaming it on me. Um, but with that uh, came a lot of um, time when I didn't feel very confident putting out work and sending it to publishers or people. There was, there was this lack of confidence. So didn't sure. you get that same feeling then? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I did well in school. Uh, and that, not initially, like in elementary, I you know, thought I was stupid. So anyhow, right. yeah. Um, uh, but when I actually got into college, I, I really enjoyed college. And then that's, I also ended up taking a, a, a bunch of English courses, uh, for fun. <laughs> I mean, I was, my, my, my theater, my, my, my major was theater. And, and then uh, I had to pick a minor like at the last minute and I had all these English courses and stuff. And so I was like, Oh, when I was looking at the criteria and so forth and writing seemed to, I, I could either like maybe just two different courses and I could either got an English minor or, or writing minor. And I said, I want to do writing because that's what I've, I've actually kind of done. So, um, and I took some really great classes and, you know, got learned a lot about, you know, writing stuff through that too. And so I, I felt pretty good about that part. And so I don't think I really missed out on any of that as far as the education part of it. It's just, you know, I, you know, during elementary and junior high, I just really didn't care about <laughs> my yeah. studies and I wanted to, yeah, focus yeah. on my toys. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I went into the theater as well in college. I relate to that. But um, we shared our main foyer with um, the music uh, department as well in college. Mm-hmm. And there was a really hot guy there. So I transferred into the music <laughs> program. <laughs> Why not? Of course. Absolutely. It, it sounds crazy now, but I ended up no, getting, getting my No, it sounds perfect. I would have done that too if I had known. Yeah. yeah, I went right through with it, actually. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get lucky with that one, but I did go through and get my master's. So it was uh, oh, wow. okay. It was a good move, and it, it really clicked with me. The music department was incredible, and that's that was uh, one of the best times in my life. Um, but when you leave after doing theater and stuff, what what mm-hmm. what was the, um, the the fire or the click or the hunger or what was it that you decided? You know what? I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to put it out. Like what what was um, it that, that drew that caused that? You know, I think what caused that was that I I I actually tried to you know I went out to California and tried to pursue the whole acting business. And uh, obviously, you see how well that went over. Um, uh, and, you know, I was actually turned off a bit by a lot of the stuff I saw when I was like, I was an extra in a bunch of uh, stuff and, and on set uh, for, for, you know, as an extra. And so I got to see a lot of stuff up front. And, you know, uh, of course, you could make the argument about doing theater as opposed to you no know, film. Uh, but in any case, I ended up, you know, having to move back. And uh, so I just, you know, was like, you know, what am I going to do to, you know, get my creativity out because, you know, I wasn't sure about joining the local theater and that kind of stuff. And I just wasn't, just wasn't singing to me. And then, um, I guess 
I don't know exactly how it started that I, I decided I, I needed to start writing. Uh, and I guess, you know, also at that time I, I got, you know, I had figured out I was gay after I had moved back from, you know, California oh and all that. And so I had, well, that's a bit late. <laughs> I know I, had I known in college, gee whiz, I mean, I could have, yeah. Oh, all the scenarios. Anywho, <laughs> you go on about that. All these missed opportunities are practically in my face, literally. Um, with some really hot guys. Yeah. yeah but, uh, oh gosh. I, yeah. I have like a, yeah, a dozen of those stories. Um, like, what were you thinking? Like, always like, McFly, McFly. You, you should be writing those stories under a different <laughs> pen name. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I kind of, I, I wrote a blog post about that, but uh, yeah, I should uh, definitely, yeah, I probably put it in one of my books, The Hard Boys. Those guys are, you know, always, uh, those, those guys are, yeah, pornographic. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know exactly, but yeah, I decided I was going to write, I guess, a story about me coming out. And so I was, so I, I, that, I tried to, to do a, a, like basically like a, a memoir, I suppose, or an autobiography or what have you. And so I did get a, end up getting an agent out in New York at the time. And that was, you know, uh, had a book proposal and all that stuff that I put together. And they were passing it around to, you know, Random House. And I was getting, they were showing me, sending me back my rejection, their rejection letters they were getting from my, you know, and yeah. I was actually more, thrilled like oh my god you know random house looked at my stuff and you know even though they rejected it i was just thrilled that they saw it so yeah um, they burned it but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but you know eventually of course that that agent you know they like, couldn't you know get me sold or anything so you know because who the heck is he and nobody knows who he is so we, and, and so they ended up dumping me which was fine i just you know i was like well i really want to do fiction anyway you know and so um yeah i couldn't tell you specifically what made that click it's been so long now that i i but i ended yeah. up doing it and decided i was going to work on that so hmm. well it seems like okay so now you've gone into this uh, i guess what do you like to be called is it science fiction is it horror fantasy like where do you like to put yourself uh you know i i, I when i said fantasy is is pretty close to what i do i i when i hear fantasy i always think like uh you know, sword and sorcery stuff. Uh, right. That's more like Tolkien kind of setting or, you know, like some kind of Middle Earth kind of thing. And, and I don't really write that. So it's it's kind of paranormal where I got supernatural stuff. And so I guess the best term is like urban fantasy, because I guess that's where you have like kind of that kind of magic, but set in real world. So I always kind of say also maybe Harry Potter meets the X-Files because uh, I, I, I just kind of, like the supernatural stuff and uh but i don't always put it in a like a medieval kind of setting although in my or like i should say a tolkien-ish kind of setting because in my uh, nexus series there's two timelines going on one of them is in medieval times and so there is that hmm. but i i wonder so this is kind of this is the the tough question for you here sure now okay when you when you get into this area of writing and you say supernatural, paranormal sort of thing. So, and I understand this. So you had your own experiences with this, and you sort of you're into the tarot, and you the out of body experiences, all this sort of. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. So so yeah, but, my <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I'm on it, man. But <laughs> so when you yourself have these personal experiences, and mm -hmm. I understand this, but so when you have these, um what gives you the courage to actually expose that in your writing? Because I know all writers do this. All writers have to, if you write something that's good, it's because it, there's something real in it. There's something touching. There's something that people relate to because it is real. So when you put yourself out there with these experiences, all of a sudden you're now exposed to the world. And that takes a lot of courage because, especially these days, because there's so much um, bite back with social media. Um, oh yeah, right. So yeah. you have to be very careful. So, but but when you do this, um, how do you know when? You, like I'm saying, so what gives you that courage, and how do you know when you feel like it's it's okay to do this? Well, that's that's. Uh, thanks for saying it that way because uh, I don't ever never really thought of it as courageous, but I, because it's easy for me only at that, I don't say easy, but it's never easy putting all your emotion out there for sure. Uh, but I think the way 
my brain is able to tackle it uh, with some kind of somewhat ease is that it's because first of all, it's a fiction book and then I get to hide behind the characters, so to speak. So, you know, I'm basically not necessarily portraying it as myself, even though obviously, like you said, that there's, you know, you're in like every character and that it comes from me, but I think my brain's able to like say, you know, I could always just easily deny and say, listen, I'm just trying to, I'm just writing a character and I'm just writing a story. So, you know, Hey, whatever. Um, so there's that, but there are times where it's really hard for me to like, you know, uh, get some of that emotion out and, and, and put that on paper. And so, uh, there, there there is some difficulty there, but overall I'm able just to say, Hey, it's a character. So it's easy to, kind of get behind that i've wondered too uh with, with the paranormal um i've you know uh done my own research and been interested in it and i'm just wondering do you take great pains to um utilize like the research um or do you uh, do you use a lot of uh, like artistic uh license when when you're creating a story that has paranormal elements in it uh, both. I, I, I used to, uh, <laughs> I used for a while when I was in uh, Texas, I, I did run a, like a, we had what I call my little paranormal group. So we would go and investigate and do some stuff. Um, and so I, you know, I have, you know, researched a lot of that stuff and, and as far as, uh, how to investigate it and, 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 you know, I've done my own personal research, like with the tarot and, and so forth. So, uh, but I also do take my create, you know, creative liberties because I have to, I'm a writer. And so, you know, sometimes like, you know, you know, uh, the reality isn't that interesting. So of course you have to indulge and make it more interesting. So I have to take those liberties sometime. (laughs) So you're lying. (laughs) Right. We call it fiction. <laughs> no, I had because I had someone say that to me years ago, and they said, you know, um, they said to me this. Uh, what did they say exactly? They said, "Boy, you sure are brave putting yourself out there like that." And and I just sort of laughed it off. Kind of in a way, I had the same opinion as you. And um, later mm-hmm. on, when it I, I became a little bit more um, noticed, a little bit more sure. popular. Wow. Um, the nutballs and the things that I get called and said things to all the time. Oh gosh. You you would you would just die if I showed you my email list. And really? and the thing is then that that what that person said to me, it hits me now and it never hit me back then. I just thought, well that's funny. You know, not <laughs> nobody's gonna say anything. So so it, it it is something that will come back at you, and I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> oh, I'm, no, yeah. But I'm saying it's because you have to put some stuff in there that's real, something that comes oh, from yeah. you, that right. it, it does expose that to people that you don't even know. True, that's true. And, yeah, I I, I agree with you on that. And there are times where you know, even if it's not something that's true or just, you know, you kind of, even though I have a character that's going to say something, I, I – um, I think like, am I, am I really going to write this down? Cause this might be a little bit too far, even though I can, you know, try and hide behind a character. <laughs> Should I really write this? Yeah. And, uh, fortunately I have a, an author friend that I can, I bounce and he's like, yeah, do it. And so, right. But he's not there when you're getting this, this, the heat, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, that's all I needed to hear though. So, you yeah, know, I well, go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Well, it's just interesting to see where the process is in, in, in someone's head when they're writing and what they think about. And it's, I think it's okay. I think as long as you can keep that innocence in your mind and you can just write and kind of put it out there, I think that's great because it's when you focus on the outside noise that things can sure. fall apart, right? Because you right. start, you know, you, you no longer are focused on what you're writing. You're focused mm-hmm. on trying to get into um some sort of response with this i mean i i used to do that the first a couple of years ago i've been pretty good lately <laughs> right well yeah i understand i've, I've done that too like where you know I'm, a, I'm like am i really gonna i mean you, am i really gonna put this out there am i really gonna you know do this and because you know some people are gonna yeah say stuff and and maybe not like it and so yeah that's always a little bit scary i always feel like you know every time i release a book it should be like you know um 
like the Dr. Frankenstein, it's alive or it's alive. Yeah. That's what I should, you know, because, yeah. Do you, do you like those old, the old horror classics? Do you like the old, old I do. I do. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of all that stuff. Yes. I'm, I'm huge. And yeah, I like all that stuff. I like to watch it. Yeah. I, I kind of thought so because I noticed one of your books, Meet Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I was thinking, but the, you know, it's like holy cow! There's the, the guy uh, on the cover is not Frankenstein. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. A, yeah, I'm a huge. I'm. You know, I, I uh, a huge uh, uh, Night Stalker, the Col- Kolchak, the Night Stalker fan. Uh, I used to. Yeah, and I used to. I like Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I used to watch all those old, 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 old movies, and I, I'm a fan of all those, and even the sci-fi ones. And yeah, so yeah, so of course, you know that book series. I try and ham it up. It's total, you know, uh, not to be taken seriously at all, and it's a uh, complete filth and porn and it's erotica. And so yeah, but it's a lot of fun to write, and it's I have to yeah, ton in cheek, and instead of meet Doctor Frankenstein, to meet Doctor Frankenstein. So yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, that should be made into a movie and then switch. Sven Gulli can put him on. You know, put it, on you know it, it could be made into a porn movie, which is really funny because there are a couple of porns that I like a lot that really, they have uh, actually some halfway decent plot ideas. And so it's actually kind of, those are kind of my funny favorites. And so that's kind of what I had when I wrote this, uh, the, the Hard Boy series. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. You see, I, yeah, it's what I was going to say. So, so what I what I've learned so far about Ian is he watches <laughs> porn and <laughs> horror movies, and he ends up writing Frankenstein. So it's hard yes, boy absolutely. series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I I totally watch porn. I will admit it. I don't. I, I'm not too uh, shy. Yes, I, I I'll tell people that I do. <laughs> Well, that's, so does David, right? He's big yeah, time. Well, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant to say no. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know what's going on. We know what's going on. And, and I do. I do put little Easter eggs, and actually, in all my little my writing. But uh, so I have the the next series, which of course is like urban fantasy and not the porn erotica. But uh, there are mentions of the hard boys in that and vice versa. There's hard boys come from Ravencrest, which is the city and uh, the, the, the make-believe town in the Nexus. So there's, I put a little time. So in case anybody happens to read, uh, both my works, then, uh, they, they can find some, you know, nice little tie-ins. Great. Is that near, um, Atlantis where Wonder Woman's from? <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oh, wow, <laughs> we had a writer that dresses up like her, so I, you know, uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay. he's and well, he's a teacher, so there you go. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, leaving all it right. at that. That's that's cool. That's yeah. fine. That could be a story. I'm um, sure there's probably a lot of stories there. Yeah. So the Nexus. What is yes. the Nexus in your series? Like, what does that mean? Uh, it is the realm between. Death, uh, the real world, and then the afterlife. So it's it's um, kind of where all the magic originates and, and is, is stored there. So you have to pass through the nexus to get to the afterlife. And in the series, that has been sealed. And so what's happening to the dead souls? And so and what's happening to magic? That's why I explained that magic has left our real our world today. Is because it's been sealed off, you know, and it's been slowly trickled. That's why, um, you know, back in the medieval times, they had, you know, more talk about, you know, fairies and all that kind of stuff. And it's because the magic slowly bled away from, from the real world. And there's going to be repercussions for that. And so that's what the series is really about, is unleashing magic back in the world and, and, should, and should it. So Yeah. And you spell so it the magic way with the K, C-K, right? Correct. Right. So, so you're talking about um, the same magic as Hillary Clinton when she cooks babies. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't get that recipe book from her, uh, oh. but. Uh, <laughs> well, I just I just saw that in the news before, right? Because she was cooking babies <laughs> and eating it on in a pizza shop, right? And so, oh, and she, okay, was, well. she was doing that to get the magic from them. <laughs> <laughs> and they spelled it like that. So, uh, uh, did I, they really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's why I was curious. I thought, well, maybe... oh, geez, yeah. No, I missed that. Uh, I think, wow, you just ruined my series now because now. <laughs> <think about it. laughs> 
Hillary Clinton eating babies and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to start thinking about that. I might have to mention something in that. About yeah, that. you'll have to. That'll be for an update. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and so when we go into Nexus, uh, mm-hmm. your characters, where do they come from? Uh, a lot of my characters, uh, I, well, obviously they're all going to have a little bit of me in there, but I, I kind of base, I do like to do like a rough character in my, the character in my head where, you know, I either take them from maybe, uh, a movie I've seen or, or, or some kind of book or something, but like, I know I have the, the sisters Grimm, which are, are like my favorite to write in that, and they're actually the fan favorite so far of that book series, uh, when I thought of them, I kind of thought about the Sanderson sisters, but meet the Golden Girls. So, um, you know, I'll just get my characters just from, you know, however, first of all, wherever the story dictates, you know, I, I will you need, um, you know, I need to, I'll just take it from there and kind of build and add characters in as, as, I'm, as I'm progressing with the plot. And so my characters come from all over. I mean, I'm, I don't uh, really try and base them off anybody I've personally met because I don't want anybody to get ticked off, but, uh, you know, I definitely have plenty of personalities I could, you know, choose from. I, and I worked in the medical field for, well, I still work in it for 27 years, but I don't work in clinic anymore, but I've dealt with, you know, thousands of patients. And so there's all kinds of, you know, characters I can. Uh, oh, from, yeah. Well, that's what, <laughs> well, I can imagine, I, but I, I could, because, you know, right from when you were young, you were taking these, um, you know, these toys and you're creating really a character for each of these toys, how they would behave. So, right. So you've been doing that, but I just wonder if it's, um, so when you decide you're doing the Nexus and you're mm-hmm. developing characters, I just wonder if it's, um, you know, someone you see at a coffee shop or someone you did work with or someone that, that may be the, the seed of it. I, you know, I, 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 I know what you're saying. And I, I don't, know that I uh, will start with a real person. Like I said, I try not to do that. I guess I will try and start with, first of all, you know, like, okay, I have to have my main character and I know he's going to be a kid or, you know, that. And and then as I start injecting characters into the, you know, uh, you have to have his mom, but then maybe I'm going to fashion her kind of like this. And, you know, um, you know, it, it, it could come from really, I don't know, just, uh, maybe somebody from my life, you know, I guess and there, there, there could be some that I, and I just, of course, change their personality and then maybe think of them, try and put a face to them. Then I'll try and think of maybe somebody I, I saw in a movie or something just to help me, you know, round it out in my head a little bit better and, and then kind of go from there. Not that I trying to copy characters off TV or anything like that. That's just kind of gives me a rough sketch, I guess is the best way to put it. So if, um, you use your, uh, your, your theater and uh, acting background when um, kind of developing backstory. Um, do, do oh, yeah. you use Abs- any of that experience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I do th- that a lot. And uh, I'll sit here and, and James is, you know, unfortunately seeing me do this where I'll be writing and I'm, you know, actually <laughs> going through the motions <laughs> or I'm making these weird faces and he's just like, what's going on? What, what's, ha- what's happening? And I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm putting myself in the character at the moment and I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how they're. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, reacting and I'm trying to, you know, paint that so I can write it down well. Or And yeah, so I probably look like a wacko when I'm, when I'm <laughs> writing. And so, uh, yeah, so I definitely use a lot of my, my, my theater and acting background for that and trying, yeah, exactly trying to develop their backstory. On, and- you're on Grinder <laughs> trying to figure out how that works. <laughs> 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 That's, you know, it makes me sweat well. Yeah. Sweat well. <laughs> so, wow. Or is it right? But how did, <laughs> that's oh, why no. you're... you know, that was even before me. So luckily I never had to do the stuff right. So that was good old like manhunt days online. <laughs> but it, your characters through a series, like how did you... This is always seems really strange to me. I mean, I'm always uh-huh. like nonfiction and, and things like that, true crime stuff. Gotcha. So, so I kind of know about the person. You find out about the person. You know where they're going. You know what happens, and you kind of put it together. But with yours, so when you write the first book in a series like Nexus, yeah. and you have characters and stuff, how do you continue them on? Like, and I mean um, – so in the next book in the series, something happens to some of these characters and new characters come in, of course. Um, do you have characters from the original that return later? Um, yeah. Or do, you, I, I, like, or do you just bring people in all out of the blue? Uh, there's, I try not to do out of the blue all, all the time. I try to keep, you know, like I kind of think of it in my head like a, uh, like a like a series on TV, and so you have your you know your your core group of characters there, and I try to build on their stories as I go along through the series, and 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 I try and tackle it that way. Uh, I do inject and add more characters, sure, but uh, I try to keep uh, my head thinking about the the main characters, and I have to really keep a, a on the nexus because there's like I think there's like because I actually did the audiobook for that one. And so I wrote down, I think I had something like 80-something speaking parts in that. <laughs> <laughs> it was 60 or 80. It was something ridiculous number. So there's like a lot of, so definitely I have a lot of characters. Um, and uh, so it, it is tough to try and keep, you know, track of that. Uh, so I definitely had to write a, 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 like a character list and I have to do that and, uh, uh, but I'll add in characters and, and, but I try to stick with the main core of it, like I said, and, and, and try and build from there. And I, and I just think of it like a TV series where you, you have the same usual cast of characters and then you just, uh, maybe you find out something new about them and, and, or, you know, there's something else that, you know, somebody is introduced like in the second book, uh, um, you know, Joe who runs the the coffee shop and he's my, uh, native American, you know, uh, 
character or whatever they call them now. I can never, you know, keep track of that. Uh, they, he, uh, first nations. I don't know. I even mentioned that in the book because I just, I, that's, that's my cop out. Like, I don't know. So I just make light of it. And the, like, I make that one of my characters just doesn't know what to call them because I don't know what to call them. So anyhow, uh, so his son comes in, into the, in the second book. And so he, there's a brief, you know, he comes in briefly. And so, um, so there is some additional characters I will throw in here and there. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just getting the process out of you. I mean, so I'm going to copy it all and write my own book. <laughs> Good luck copying my babble. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Hey, so, so what do the characters mean to you? And I say that because there's a lot, I, I asked, I've asked a lot of writers and some say it, they, it's like their children. It's like, I hear all sorts of answers. So what are your characters to you? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know how to put that. I mean, I don't think it was my kids. I just, you know, uh, you have to care about all the main care, all the characters. I, I'd say that uh, you have to care about them all because that makes them more real and for the reader and it makes it better to give them some kind of, you know, that's even no matter minor they might be. So, um, and they're definitely my creation, you know, so I don't know if I would, you know, I guess I think of them as like a kid, but, uh, I mean, I had, you know, I actually, in the second book, I really did, I had to kill off one character that I didn't, I didn't actually see that coming. It just kind of happened in one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, am I really going to take the book this way? Am I going to do this? And I was really sad about it, which I never thought I would actually be sad about killing like this. I killed plenty of characters before, but, um, you know, I had developed their relationship really well. And so I thought, um, so yeah, you, I mean, you care about them and, uh, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to, to phrase it other than, yeah, well, I mean. Phrase it how you feel. That's, I just, you know, because, like I said, I get all sorts of answers on that one. And, and like in David here, he, he hears voices in his head. So I do. Oh. <laughs> I transcribed them. Have you, have you started naming them? Do they have names? That's the oh, they all have names. <laughs> oh, do many, they? Na- many names. <laughs> I tell him he needs to see someone about this, right? I, they start telling you. Hopefully not the one. Hopefully not one of the people in his head. He's not going to go see. Yeah, for yeah. well, that's exactly you know, it. He's driving down the road, going to run over someone because this voice told him, right? I mean, it's, it starts to get serious here. Okay? I mean, people, are, people are getting hurt. <laughs> well. So, well, I, I always say that I have to, you know, I, I can't really put on too much music or anything because it drowns out those voices. <laughs> I, but, I, but, you know, the thing is I hear, like, the, um, uh, the, the rhythm of, of the language. Do you have – is it the same for you? Can you listen to music while you're writing? I can, yeah. I, I, I like to – I can have some music on in the background. Yeah, I'll have uh, – usually I do good with, like, a, a score kind of music that's yeah. – uh, yeah, so that 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 I can write with with that in the background. Yeah, I like, I like the chaos. I love chaos. I my my dogs running <laughs> around, and I've got the TV. Yeah. I've got and I put old shows on. I've got one TV running with YouTube, and it's got you know it'll have old shows on there and old movies, and then I've got music music going, and then I'm writing. No, okay, well that works. I yeah, I, I've chaos, got the TV on the background, so but the chaos puts me in a. Um, almost a stressed mood. Uh, uh, the anxiety in itself is creative for me. Mm, okay. So you like to write under stress then? Yeah, I think I, I feel the anxiety, and so it makes me... <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I'm writing about killers. Come on. It's, well, okay, yeah, I guess that, I mean, that would, yeah, definitely puts you in the, the mood for that, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not very romantic. Um, no. Do you ever kill off characters or that uh, or people you really know? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> I really know. Well, you I know what I mean. Or you, when I when who did uh, who was that? That was he's a, he's a, J D Horn, uh, and and he's a, a big time writer. And he says that you know he'll be out and someone will cut him off, or he'll be in a store and something will you know someone's rude. He'll make that person into a character that he's going to kill off. Uh, I like that idea. I might uh, try yep. that next yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody shares. I think that's great. Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering if, you know, it's, uh, sometimes, you, it, because what it does, I guess, it, to him, it, it puts a face on someone that's doing something, and it's really the something that he, they're doing 
that he wants to kill off, I guess. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, I could think of, you know, cases where, yeah, there were people I wanted to kill off. And, uh, and yeah, I should probably, I, I never thought about making them one of my characters though. I should, I should do that on my next one. <laughs> yes, uh, that might yes. be, uh, that might be better. <laughs> yeah. The next, the next baby magic killing, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have Hillary, you know, off one of my characters and put her in a pie or something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her eyes looking out. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Alien abduction. So you've also got that in, involved in your. So so you kind of, you're making light of a lot of those in the Hard Boy series, right? Oh uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Mean, what 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 did you want people to get out of that? Like what were you, <laughs> like what were you like? No, I mean that because you're putting together not just one book, but a series. And I guess yeah, okay. So there's the straightforward story, or and you said it's kind of you know Frankenseed and Alien. You kind of got some some adult right. entertainment going on here. Sure. But was there something else you wanted out of that series that people to get? Uh you know, because I had kind of had toyed with the idea of you know writing some erotica but you know uh and i was a lot been in a, I'm a lot of uh, facebook groups and a lot of people that write they do write some of this kind of you know they put a lot of sex in there and they have paranormal stuff but it's all dark and, it, and it's all and it's good don't you know get me wrong uh but everything they have is first of all it's about vampires or, or werewolves and it's it's um, and it's all dark and, you know, bunch of blood and, you know, tragic tragedy stuff, you know, so it's all this sex and tragedy, you know, mixed together and I, and paranormal. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be, you know, I'm the type of person, I, I, don't, I don't want to try and write something just to jump on the bandwagon. I, I will write something if I think I can contribute or make it different or make it interesting. And so I thought, well, all these people are writing all this paranormal, you know, kind of sex stuff, but it's all dark and, you know kind of you know tragic why don't does anybody just write something that's just fun just like you know these guys go out and investigate the paranormal and get laid and i thought hey i'll <laughs> i'll write it <laughs> so uh that's what really kind of was my idea it's like well let's just have some kind of fun where you know guys go out and investigate the paranormal so i have kind of a scooby-doo kind of tone to it and it's just you know uh i, I it's just something you can read and, and know that you know nobody's gonna get killed uh, and, and nobody's going to get, you know, a bunch of blood and, you know, tore up or anything like that. It's just going to be, you know, alien and paranormal and crazy fun and, you know, a bunch of sex. And, and there's going to yeah. be a storyline in there, too. So it keeps, you know, the action going. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, we just had someone on that was influenced. Who was your, who, who, which character do you want to be? Uh, Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that joke just does not work for me. I'm just I'm not going to. I'm not going to use it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> now, okay, Nexus, Nexus. Yeah. So, uh, someone picks up Nexus, and mm -hmm. uh, what is it you want them out of, to get out of that book? The first book? Um. So I, I, my thing with that book is really I wanted to to explain really uh, a lot about um. Uh, the holidays and you know how they've come back to because there's a lot of the uh, uh, explanation of I did I wanted to explain how the, the holidays came about and so I put that in you know like you know uh, people call it Sam Hain but it's Sal Wynn and and the real history of that and like you know Christmas or Yule and you know one of my pet peeves is when people say Jesus is the reason for the season it's like no that's not true <laughs> me going it's like Jesus is the reason for the propaganda but I'm getting started yeah. anyhow so I thought you know and I can do it because there's 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 a lot of you know Celtic and um, backstory and, and with history and then it's there's a lot of kind of I guess uh, you know old world magic and in, 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 in these holidays and that stuff and the traditions and how they came about and you know, you know, old time beliefs and that were, you know, were superstitious. And so that just kind of seemed to fit my, uh, theme of, you know, writing about, you know, paranormal or supernatural stuff. And, and so I thought, well, I just kind of explain in, of course, you know, taking liberties, nothing's not, you know, accurately historically, but, uh, it kind of really explains some of the real world origins, uh, uh, of, of the holidays. Uh, cause a lot of books, 
you know, when they do like, you know, uh, Harry Potter, like they will have something and she'll mention something about them at Halloween. And it's only like a brief, you know, note about it. And there's no great focus on that. So I thought, why well, just focus kind of on the holidays during and, uh, and at the same time, I, this book series is going to be four books and it's centered, of course, around Max, who's, you know, just moved to a new town and has a birthday. And so I'm going to remember, you know, a year being like, you know, uh, like, uh, a long, long time when I was a kid. Uh, so basically every book is going to represent a season and explain the holiday with those seasons. And so everything's going to kind of come full circle. So the, really the whole book is going to take place within a year of Max moving to Ravencrest. And so the, I start with fall, which is Halloween, my favorite holiday. And then of course, went into the winter, which is Yule. So, and then I'll continue on with that. But I, that was really, I really wanted to get across was, you know, explaining some historical act, put some real historical uh, perspective on the, the holidays and where they came from. And, and so, so Max is a young kid at the beginning. Um, yes. <clears throat> so Max, what is, what, who is that? Like, who would you describe Max as? Uh, well, there's a lot of me of him when he was a kid, you know, uh, there's a coming of age story in there and, you know, he doesn't know he was, he's gay and, and he will deny that too. And, and that, uh, I never, I didn't figure it out till I was like 23. Uh, so, uh, mm. there's a lot of him. Yeah. There's a lot of me and him uh, growing uh, in that story. Um, and he's, of course, I make it a little bit more complicated than that. So, uh, <laughs> well, I can't give it away completely, but uh, give it away. Well, I just I was interested in the character of Max. So, it, so a lot of it comes from yourself. So, again, you're mm -hmm. kind of you're kind of um, exposing yourself to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, especially with him, I say that, but then I know some stuff about him, so I'm like, well, maybe not that part, but <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, again, I can't give it away. But anyhow, but he's he's got a lot of uh, you know, yeah yeah he's got a lot of figuring out and stuff to do and in in the story he's you know uh his parents have gone through a divorce and and my parents are still together so that part's not true at all but uh and then his his mother blames him for the divorce and so that's part of his uh, baggage but then there's more to that and that uh so he's a a, 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 a he's a kind of a tragic character but not so <laughs> he's got some depth to him we'll say that yeah. Ravencrest. Now, do you write that location as a character? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. And now that you say, it, yeah, I do kind of think of it like that. I do uh, think of it as a place that's maybe got its own little personality and the people in the town contribute to that. And uh, I made it Ravencrest, Vermont. I'm a fictitious, you know, uh, town. Yeah. Mayberry RFD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Barney Fife. Um, yeah. yeah. So what's one of those? I think in there. I well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. What yeah. What's next for you? So where are you going to go? Are you going to do more in this series? I think you've got two out now, right? I have two out. Yeah. And so I have two more to write. So that'll be the that'll be, yeah, quite you know fun to get done. So uh, I'm working on something right now that I'm trying to get out of the way. <laughs> out of the way, I say that, but. Uh, uh, and as soon as I'm finished with that, then I'll, I'll get back to the nexus. So, um, mm. yeah, so it, it'll be in, go ahead. I was just going to say, so what, so you're, you, are you ever going to change what you write? Like this, this sort of style that you're writing, you're kind of in this sci-fi and, or you say urban fantasy sort of thing. Do you ever think you'll go into another style of writing? I, I do. And that I will, uh, I'm already exploring, one of the things I'm going to do, and I'll do it under a pen name, but I'm going to try something in a kind of, and I have this idea, so I'll, I'll throw it at you, but I'm, I'm going to try and write something along the steampunk uh, genre. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, again, it, it all seems so alien to me. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Not alien abduction to you, but alien. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I just don't know, you know, when, when people write with characters and stuff that they create, it just seems so distant. I um, I don't know. I I don't know how, if I could ever do that. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I guess you have to when you because you, you write uh, about real stuff. So I guess in a way, you, maybe you you have to you, you put yourself in that personality of the I guess whoever 
Yeah, I, I, I go to meet the killer, and I go to meet the, the, the survivors, and I go to meet all of the, the players, the cops, the, the doctors, whoever. Sure. And then I kind of um, go from there. And Sure. Um, I and mean, that's kind of what you do when you're writing fiction characters, too. So you kind of get an idea of where, what kind of person I might need a cop, and then maybe you can think of, like, that experience, and you just kind of, you know, some of the cops you met and kind of, you know, meld them or mold them from there. Oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> That's a different type of book when the, I start uh, talking about the, the men in uniform. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I can't, can't kick my mind out of the gutter then. That's my gutter, <laughs> the gutter series. <laughs> there you go. You call Pen name, Anita boy. Man. Yeah. The, the hard boys meet the gutter boys. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Crossover, yeah. You know, yes, uh, yes, yes. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, assume the position. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm just uh, going to hell fast here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's talk about your website and stuff. Do you have a website? Do you have a place people can come and find you and send you love letters? Absolutely. It's uh, uh, just my name is uh, iancadina.com great and we'll put that up on our website as well so people can uh find you easy and stuff like that and uh um grinder or anything like that <laughs> no 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 grinder I, I am on twitter but i don't get on there very too often i, I have a facebook page and i have the links on, on my website so um and i'm um, yeah mainly yeah sorry, on my... your fans out there sorry you know <laughs> sorry about that yeah. hey, has, hey would, did you notice that during the pandemic or the last year and a bit you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and mm -hmm. you know just it seems like everything's out of control and wacko um does that affect your writing uh no no it doesn't hmm, okay. uh i always said i was like built for this pandemic because i just i don't like I never liked big crowds to begin with. And it would always irritate me when, you know, you go into a restaurant and, you know, there's the one table there and then there's, you know, um, like they sit us at a table and there's like all these other tables and they got to sit somebody right next to you. I mean, I know they do that for their servers and stuff, but it just, that drove me nuts to begin with. Or, you know, when you're at the gym and there's 20, you know, treadmills literally open and, and the person's got to come and get right next to me on the treadmill. Like, you know, yeah. um, I, I wanted everybody to social distance for me, you know, ages ago so uh uh it hasn't affected me that much as far as yeah, um, yeah. Oh. my writing and I, I i you know i usually stay home most of the time anyhow and so uh yeah i i i've, yeah. I've done great <laughs> yeah i mean you know you hate people we know um, exactly yeah well, i mean as long as they stay away from me i'm okay yeah no it's the same thing when you park way out in the park in a parking lot so that no one parks beside you and you come back and there's like three people parked yep you. yep they, they, they do that at the gym too drives me crazy anyhow well i've never been to a gym i would <laughs> <laughs> if i was at a gym i wouldn't leave the showers <laughs> oh boy see i told you i'm yeah. satan so what's your favorite thing to watch or do, do you like watching movies and horror movies and if you do or sci-fi do you like watching the old ones or or do you like modern ones i like most of the old ones uh modern i mean and say modern you know maybe you know well you know 20 years ago too <laughs> i mean lately like most of the stuff that comes out you know it's just you know it's they're all like a formula rehash and it's more like you know they gotta you know build out a pc list as opposed to a story first but uh and like the horror now like most of it's all just gore you know yeah. no story or anything so um i'm not a fan of that uh yeah like well, my biggest true. yeah because yeah, like my biggest pet peeve like with the, the horror movies and they start off with a quick you know horrific scene okay and then it's just like there's a soap opera uh, you know, you're like watching, you know, like something on the WB or whatever, and then that's like, like it's almost like, oh, I'm that's right, we're doing a horror movie. The last ten minutes, like, let's put more gore in here, and 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 people just like, it's, that's awesome. That's like the greatest horror movie ever. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, at least you know, like with the Jason movies and the, the Friday the Thirteenth, you know, you 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 got you know mayhem and murder all through, but you got some story too along as you're going. They 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 spread it out and throughout the you know throughout the show you know so uh th those were all actually pretty good uh what so godzilla versus um 
what's that? Um, <laughs> have you seen the new Godzilla movie? The, the oh, the new one that's like on the HBO Max or whatever. I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, it's most terrible. of the time, Don't. I'm sure it is. I mean, they, <laughs> they they can never do Godzilla right. You know, it's more yeah. like you know, God, Godzilla makes an appearance, you know, here and there. Uh, in most of the movies, and- I think they focus too much on the graphic. Like it's, it, you know, their it, their effects are so good and so right mesmerizing, yeah, a- and that's what people are following. They don't need story. They don't want to. Right. Everyone wants to watch a cartoon. Just like you know, oh, I just yeah. want to see all these cool graphics, and then you know, maybe there's a maybe there's a story in there, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I just that that drives me nuts. So I usually I like more of the older stuff because I haven't, and you know, I haven't seen anything recent that. Has piqued my interest as far as really good. Well, you know, Sven Gulli's on tonight, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, do you like the? Are you into the sci-fi, into the superheroes, and all that stuff, or you just stay away from that? Uh, uh, No, I'm into all that. I I was into superheroes a long. I'm now I've actually you know have been saturated with zero. I mean, I was like so thrilled when they first came out the first you know you know uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man because I'm a, I was a huge Spider Man fan uh, growing up and I just loved the comics and 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 they have now successfully managed to you know make me sick of superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's superhero saturation is just like, okay, I never thought I'd see the day that I'd be like, you know, I'm sick of that crap. Um, oh, but, okay. they're, they're, but they did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I always get bothered. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a weirdo because I'm still mad at, or at um, Wonder Woman. You know, and and how she uh-huh. has an accent when she's old, but not when she's a kid. When they do the flashbacks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. bothers me, and it shouldn't, right? That's silly. But well, you know, I mean, I get really annoyed because they can never do the Spidey sense right in any of the movies. They never get it right. They get it right maybe for like one scene, and that's it. And then the rest, it's like you know, it's not there, and it drives me crazy. Um, Is that like blue ball Spidey sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> that's the that's the Spidey tingle. That's what you're Spidey oh. tingle. <laughs> My Spidey senses are tingling. That's what he means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I understand what he's trying to say there. Now yeah. I'm getting that. Now I know. Now I know. Peter it. Tingle. The Peter Tingle. Yes, <laughs> I will say I do, I do like the new ones with Tom Holland, though. I I have enjoyed those. Well. I'll still, I can still find stuff wrong with it, but anyway, I'll, I'll overall, I enjoy it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know, but most of the, the, the superhero stuff I'm just over now. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah. too much, too much. Yeah. Way too much. Um, but anyway, well, it's been a great time. Um, thank yeah, you well, for thank- being on the show. Um, our and guest thanks for having me. is the one and only, uh, writer of Frankenseed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the nexus of course but you know frankenseed is the one you want okay? <laughs> that's the second one alien abduction is actually the first one in that series so yeah but i want to get right to the seed that's your prerogative Go for yeah it. <laughs> i'm an adult here I'm, I'm 59 i need seed <laughs> you know the time I don't of know ma- what to say to follow up to that that's well the time of making things wait is just i don't have the time Okay. <laughs> 20 years I'm going to be drooling in an old age home. So come Just on. Just think the next time somebody says they planted a seed, you're going to say, actually, they planted a Franken seed. They though. did. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, our guest, Ian Kadena, um, Texas man now in New York. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The mission has been completed. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! I'll see you. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.